Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. As you may already know, not all movement practices are designed in an equal way. In the Lit Yoga Method, we help you retrain your brain and body to move better for everyday life. Through physical therapy drills, yoga, functional mobility, core stability, and flexibility, the LIT method rewires habitual movement patterns and postural imbalances to help you feel stronger, more energized, and more balanced, both on and off the mat. Our online platform, The Lit Daily, is designed for easy convenience with a robust offering of class types, so you can boost your energy while getting stress relief. Improved brain wiring means you will move with more ease and efficiency because we teach you the how and why behind movement choices, not just poses for the sake of poses. All movement teachers on the platform are certified by LIT and share a common language providing education with clear cues that give you the needed reinforcement for enhancing your movement habits. Thousands of students in over 50 countries get lit to feel more confident, more powerful, and more alive. We offer two subscription options for all levels and bodies. The Lit Daily option consists of over 500 classes in our library, with so many categories I can't even list them, but some include short on time, injury prevention, stress reliefs, and different body parts. There's also a Tuesday and Thursday live class that's streamed on the daily, and there's always a class of the day to help you take the guesswork out of what class to do. Lit Daily members also get 50% off the monthly workshops. The Lit Prime subscription offer has everything in the daily plus over 20 weekly live Zoom classes with Lit teachers providing real-time feedback. This is wonderful for community and to get your feedback from a teacher for your own alignment. We also get free monthly workshops in the Lit Prime option. Both of these are streamable right into any TV or device through an Android, iPhone, and iPad apps. Movement changes everything, and when we move better, we feel better. So sign up for our free two-week trial and see how getting lit can help you feel your best today and for years to come. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to the monthly motivation. This monthly's motivation is really motivation at any time. We're going to do a deep dive into the science of why we should be moving more. I feel like I talk about this every day of my life, and I just want to help anyone who is either struggling to get moving, struggling to stay moving, or just wants to move more to really understand the science behind it and let that help you encode the importance of moving. 
So we'll cover why are we not moving enough? Why should we move more? And then some of the research that is pointing to the fact that we need to move more and how it impacts us, how it impacts every system. And then finally, how we can implement more movement if we are struggling to get moving or struggling to stay moving. And I pull a lot of the information from two sources, but I really dove into many. One is The Changing Mind. This is a neuroscientist guide to aging well by Daniel Levitin. And then also science journalist Caroline Williams' book called Move, The New Science of Body Over Mind. So those are two really good sources. And I will kind of summarize some of their findings as well as some other findings. So first of all, why are we not moving enough? It could be that you're busy, you're not seeing the results that you want from movement. Many reasons why people don't move. But studies are showing that more than 60%, that's a lot, of American adults don't get the recommended amount of physical activity. And more than 25% of adults are not active at all. So this was pulled from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. That is staggering because we are living in a body that is made to move. And it's first, I think, important to know why we're not moving, even though inherently we're built for movement. So I think first, see if you identify with any of these. One could be you simply don't like movement. You don't like exercise. It feels punitive. It's really hard. And getting started is hard. Staying with it, you you just aren't a big fan of it. And that's challenging because um, to be consistent, to develop the habit, um, you need to at least begin to enjoy it a little bit or at least recognize the positive feedback loop in your brain. And so this could be really challenging. And I think a lot of people might find this to be true. There are people who love exercise and cannot imagine not moving, not exercise, sizing. But for those of you who do not feel like that kind of joy yet, you're not alone. This is a very big um, reason that it might be hard that you're not moving them up. Not. Another reason is just consistency, which kind of goes along the same thing. You might start something and then you stop. You start something and you stop. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. You get motivated. You want to move. You want to exercise. You want to be more fit. And then for whatever reason, whether it gets too hard, you don't have time, you you don't have consistency, um, you kind of cancel yourself in that date with movement. And so this is another big reason people are not moving enough is just they can't, they key, there's, there's a lot of stopping and starting. We see this around the new year. We see this at different time periods, getting ready for summer. All of these kind of external um, factors that are not going to usually build a really strong internal wiring for moving regularly. And, you know, along with that, you might try something and then you get bored. You might buy a bike or, you know, some kind of equipment or join a gym and and it's just not fulfilling. And that's kind of like you're not enjoying it. You're getting bored. You stop and start. And so that can be a a real deterrent for getting enough movement. Along those lines, you might not feel like you can spend the money on it. It might not be a priority yet, whether it's joining 
a fitness program online or, or joining a gym or joining a yoga studio, um, you don't feel like you want your, to spend your money there. And that can be a, a, a deterrent for people again, that, you know, they just don't, that's not where they're putting their money in, especially at times where you might feel a little financially strained. Sometimes that's the first thing to go, especially if it's not um, a movement practice or exercise practice that has been well-established. Another reason people stop moving, don't move as much, is they, they might have these, again, these external goals. I'm, again, I say New Year's resolutions. It might just be like, I want to lose weight or I want to you know, fit in my bathing suit. These, these are kind of external desires. And when you don't see that you're meeting them, whether it's changing your body, losing weight, you, you give up. And this is, I, I hear this from people, like, I tried this, but I didn't really notice any difference. And, and that can be one factor that, uh, that makes you not move as much or not exercise. I kind of use movement and exercise interchangeably, but I'm going to give you ideas of how you can move you don't have to put in a box of exercise, but exercise is essentially moving your body in a way that is going to um, bring more vitality. Another um, hurdle for people is they don't know how to start. They don't know um, about movement. They might not be educated about like, oh, if I went to the gym, how do I do this? How do I start running? Uh, you know, we I've talked about this before with Jerry Yu when he was a PT on uh, when he when he was on here. He is a PT. And just how we don't really get training on how to run. So if you don't know how to do these things, how to practice yoga, it can be um, a little intimidating to start to even begin that move to move more. It could be that you're feeling stressed in life. And this, I think, many can relate to. When you feel stressed, you feel exhausted. Stress is exhausting for our nervous system, for our body. And sometimes that motivation to move is just lost with stress. It feels overwhelming to even think of adding that on the plate. If you're having stress at work, stress at home, stress um, relationships, you just name it, stress internally. And, you know, we'll get to why actually movement will help stress. But at the time you're feeling it, it can feel overwhelming to even want to move. Sitting on the couch and, you know, watching something. Uh, can feel much more comforting than than moving. So this is just all all these reasons are acknowledging why we're probably as a society not moving enough. You could have a lot of responsibilities. You know, if you're um, working and then you have to take care of your house life and then you might have um, a partner and, and then you add kids to that, children, it can feel like a lot of responsibilities that come ahead of taking care of yourself and moving. And, you know, if you have kids and you're working and even if you're not working, I mean, just just all the activities of uh, that kids are involved in and that you might have to take them to, that you have, might have to be involved in with a might at school, all of those that that can a lot of times parents will put their children's um, needs and activities above their own. And so these these are other reasons you have a lot of responsibilities and it just feels like taking time to move isn't really fitting in the day. And, you know, all of this time factor, I think, is like kind of an umbrella over all these things. If you feel overwhelmed, if you feel full of stress, if you have a lot of responsibilities, if you have financial worries and don't want to commit to putting your money into something, 
Um, all of that can feel like you just you can just bucket it under. I don't have time for exercise or movement, and that can that often to me is what I hear the most. I, oh, I don't have time to do it. I, I I try to do it. I put you know I think about it. I want to do it, but I don't have time. And so, what I want to now move on to is why we should move. And I think this why. We know kind of why we might not be moving. It might find, um, you know, fall under those categories that I just named, or you might have another reason. But it's good to know why you haven't been moving. And then it's even better, and I hope much more impactful, to know why we should move. Because then you might start to reframe, like, time is limited for all of us. Daily time, weekly time, monthly time, yearly time, our time on this earth is limited in so many ways. So we actually need to move. We need to move. And that actually will give us a, a much more robust sense of time. We will feel like we have more time. We will feel more in control of the time we have. Movement is that impactful. I first want to, before I dive into all the reasons why. Number one is just remember this. Movement impacts every system in your body. Movement impacts every system in your body. And so if you hear something about moving and how movement impacts this, a lot of times, again, we go into this vision that we need to be pumping iron at the gym or running on the treadmill or, or these longer um, sessions that might be intimidating to us. I, do, I want you to realize movement is much more than that. It's much more than, quote, working out. It is literally life. And what we have to reframe and just absolutely kind of shake up the paradigm is that our life right now in this modern day world is not structured for us to move a lot. In fact, it's structured for us to not move a lot. I mean, if you think about um, how much we crave I don't want to just say instant gratification, but also just comfort and ease. You know, we we can order something and it comes to our door. If we have a car or, um, you know, if you have a bike and you're biking around and walking around, you might not be in this category, but our lifestyle is, is really um, made it so that we are avoiding a lot of movement. We can park really close. We don't have to walk very far et cetera, et cetera. So we know this. We sit down to travel. Most of us aren't biking to work. We're sitting at a desk. Most of us aren't like moving while we're at a desk. It's just, um, so our modern day lifestyle and ecosystem is not set up for us. It's not set up for the vitality of movement. And I've spoken about this before, how ironic it is when we talk about energy that we sit not everybody, but so many of us sit so much of the day. And then when the day is at the end, we are tired, even though we haven't moved. And so that always gives us a, a, a real message that not moving is fatiguing. So on the flip side of that, movement must do something that makes us feel more, you know, more alive. And that's that's the truth, because as a species, we have um, we are made to move. And we are really kind of the only uh, movement, we're the only species that has adapted to not moving. You know, if you look around all these other species, uh, for the most part, they they continue with 
what they were given, the, their, the brain and the body, and they're, they're moving. And we are one of the only ones that has adapted to this sedentary lifestyle, but it has not been good for us. It's not been good for our bodies. It's not been good for our health. It's not been good for our mental health. And and here's why. So I'm going to dive into why. So the number one is we know that the body, why movement is good is it's good for our body. This is what we're built for. Our bodies are built for movement. We have joints. That's where two bones come together to create movement. We have muscles to activate those joints and to move us. We have heart and lungs and lymphatics and everything is geared toward movement. We are bodies of energy and we're made to move. So we have to do it um, from the outside in. We need to do it for our body's health, not just the way it looks, but the body's health. Our joints need to move. You know, it's kind of like if you just had a beautiful car that you put in your garage and you only took it out on joy rides every once in a while, it's not going to function as well. We need things to move regularly. Um, otherwise, we will start to deteriorate. And that's that's what happens. You know, our muscle size will decrease. Our joints feel like they are stiffer and not moving as well. And our we'll, we'll feel more sluggish. Movement is essential. It's essential for maintaining this engine, this joint health, this bone health. Um, when we move our joints, we, we maintain our natural kind of fluidity and flexibility. And movement of the joints lubricates the joints. We don't move like when you wake up in the morning, you feel stiff. That's because you haven't been moving. That might be more, you might be more stiff if you haven't been moving even during the day or if you've not been moving for decades, but we all wake up with a little bit more stiffness because we haven't moved. We start moving, even it's just walking to the bathroom and getting in the shower and walking down the stairs, and we do start to feel better because our joints want to move. It's better for our joints in the long term. It's better for our posture. I talk about posture all the time, but posture is going to be improved with regular movement, movement variability not just walking to your desk, sitting at your desk, walking from your desk into the car. You know, we need to move in a variety of ways, but movement is so impactful for our musculoskeletal system. It helps us maintain balance around the joints. So we're not, so if we're sitting at our desk, we're going to feel kind of compressed. Maybe our chest muscles get tight, our back muscles get tight and lengthen, our neck gets tight, et cetera. We move more, we start to free that up, and that will actually help us to improve our posture. So movement will help your posture. You can't, you can bring awareness to your posture, sure, but you have to also move to create more balance around this musculoskeletal system. And we, when we move, we also are going to engage the muscles around the skeleton, known as our postural muscles, a lot more than if we're sedentary. Those postural muscles are not only important. Uh, for, you know, just feeling steady with movement, but they help us stand taller. They help us add load, whether it's lifting groceries off the ground or whatever. We, we, we just function better. But here are some other reasons besides just the joints and the muscles. At, at a kind of more cellular level, you have these um, what are called mitochondria. And the mitochondria are the engines of the cells, and they use oxygen and glucose to produce the energy we need to move a muscle. 
as we move more, we make the muscle cells produce more mitochondria. And the mitochondria then also use more oxygen and glucose to make more energy. So we become this kind of self-delivering energy source. So it's called increased number of mitochondria. This is really what happens at a cellular level for movement. Also at a cellular level, we, when we move, we're using our muscles, we're engaging them, we're strengthening them, and that therefore we're growing what are known as muscle fibers, which are kind of at a cellular level come together and make up um, the ingredients for muscles. So when we, as we move, as we challenge ourselves, we grow our muscles and that makes us in turn move better and more efficiently for longer. So it helps our endurance. We also at a cellular level with movement, um, something called growth hormone is released when we move more. And this uh, really has a huge impact on the functions of like energy how we use our energy, how our muscles repair themselves after movement or after exercise or after demand and load. So the growth hormone is released when we move more. And we we need that because we want to be able to repair. We want to be able to recover from an injury or recover from a workout. So just because you're sore doesn't mean you shouldn't move. It's part of, you know, adding load to something will help the muscles grow. It'll help the release of growth hormones. It'll improve the muscle fibers. And it also, at a cellular level, helps our bones. And, and we, we need um, our bones to be strong, especially as we age. And I've talked about especially women as we age, when we lose so many of these hormones that contribute to bone density, movement is going to help our bone strength. And we really need movement even more as we age, I would argue, because we are, you know, we have to um, decelerate or, you know, really minimize the impact of bone density loss. I mentioned again, our joints are going to feel better with movement. If you're unfamiliar, joints are where two bones come together, and that's what makes us mobile. And our joints have cartilage, which helps the movement smoother. And moving more helps provide nutrients to the cartilage to keep them healthier. So if we don't move as much, our cartilage isn't going to be as healthy. Sometimes we, you might have heard like, oh, don't run because that's bad for your knees. Well, that's actually not true. We need movement to improve the nutrients to the cartilage. There's other things that can, you know, over time wear down the cartilage, but, but not moving is much worse for the cartilage because we're not getting these important nutrients to the of the cartilage. And then the joints are going to function better when our muscles are stronger. So all of those are like a big overview of how important it is for our bodies working, the mechanics of our body. All right, another thing is health, heart health. These are all, I'm again, if, if, if you don't need to be convinced, share this with someone else or just layer on more information so you can share with others. Because if we know the why, I think, again, it'll help our choices uh, when we feel less inspired, when we don't want to spend the money, when we don't have the, when we don't feel like we have the time or space. Okay, we know it's so important for our body. It's so important for our health, our heart health. There is nothing that is worse for your heart than being inactive and sedentary. Um, it leads to, it, you know, fatty material can build up in your arteries. Arteries are the thing that carry blood to your heart, this is not good, right? So we need our heart to be, it is a muscle. It needs to be thought of as a muscle 
and um, it needs to exercise to maintain its health. And our heart is what keeps us alive. It's what keeps us vibrant. So it needs physical activity to help it work properly. According to the British Heart Foundation, being active can reduce your risk of developing some kind of heart or, or circulatory disease by as much as 35%. Now, in the United States and other developed countries, about one in every five cases of coronary heart disease, that's the, that's the clogging, is due to physical inactivity. So that's massive, one in every five cases. That is something that we have control over. Movement is going to help strengthen our heart. It's going to improve the circulation. So when we when we move, we need more blood going to our muscles. That increases the blood flow. So that's also going to um, increase our oxygen level, which is another big thing that helps to lower our risk for heart disease and high cholesterol. And it also helps to lower blood sugar levels. So when you move and exercise, your heart um, the, the chambers of the heart are getting more stronger and more elastic, which helps the amount of blood that's going through them um, pumped be more efficient. So you hear these things about not only that you want your heart to be um, strong, but you want it to be more efficient. And that can be measured by like your resting heart rate, how efficiently your, your heart remains pumping blood when you're at rest. We get more red blood cells carried um, because to our cells because oxygen carries red blood cells. So we are increasing the production of red blood cells through more movement. And that, again, helps us carry more oxygen to the muscles and other cells. We are developing, by moving your muscles, you're also, um, you're like encouraging the blood vessels to expand further into the muscles, helping to oxygen oxygenate them. So we're we're really getting more blood vessels to the muscles so they can work better. We can The heart can be stronger during exercise. Exercise is also shown to help um, lower our, our kind of quote-unquote bad cholesterol, the LDL, and increase our good cholesterol, HDL. And this is, again, helps through movement. It, that lower resting blood pressure, because we're not having to work so hard because we have a strong heart, more red blood cells carrying oxygen. The resting heart rate is going to go down. And this is, as I mentioned, um, one of the markers that your, your heart's in good shape. So here are some statistics that I pulled. Uh, more than 2,600 people age 60 and older reported their typical sitting habits and then were followed for nine years. Those who sat for an average of three hours a day were 33% less likely to die of cardiovascular disease during the follow-up period than people who sat for an average of seven hours a day. I mean, I think a lot of us are sitting up to seven hours a day, okay? So just getting more movement, um, getting off of your bottom, metaphorically and, and metaphysically, can lower your um, chance of cardiovascular disease by a third. About um, among 8,000 people who were followed for 10 years, those who did light activity instead of sitting for 30 minutes each day had a 17% lower risk of dying in that period. So it really is, um, you know, we've got research, we've got studies, we, we, we know this to be true, but you need to encode this. This is so important for your heart, which is a major, major important organ of life. 
Now, a third reason is just I'm going to put this under this umbrella of physiological workings, which is, you know, the cellular workings, the lymphatics and all these other things, some other things that are happening at a cellular level, just so we can understand it. But you could just also, I could paraphrase it and say, this is helping you move move better and manage your weight. This isn't about weight loss per se, but it's about managing your weight so that you have less pressure on your heart, less pressure on your joints. And movement has been shown to help you make better food choices. So you can, um, some research suggests physical activity can help, uh, has been shown to help control high calorie junk food and soda cravings and even motivate the selection of healthier food. So something about that movement is increasing um, what's known as the prefrontal brain functioning, which is that ability to make those choices, uh, to resist temptation and make better choices for the food that you're eating. Again, movement is what helps this. We also, since we're, we're made to move, we, in that movement, we store glucose to prepare um, our body for movement because it will be um, in the form of glycogen. It will help muscles activate. So it's readily available. So moving makes our body better at storing carbohydrates and removing excess sugar from the blood because we're moving. We're requiring that glycogen to be used as opposed to just sitting there. And if it's just sitting there and, and, and I one of the research, I didn't write this one down, but I remember reading it was like sitting there not only makes you not wired to move because your big muscles like, you know, your your butt muscles, your glute muscles and all that, you're just sitting on, you're not using. So not only are they not getting stronger and they're not getting used, but the, the, gl- the glucose in the form of glycogen is not um, being used being required to be be used there, and so it goes elsewhere. So we want our body, in other words, to be able to work efficiently and effectively and use uh, the fuel that we give it to help us move instead of just sitting there and letting it go into something else. So we want want movement to help us um, manage our weight so that we feel good. We also know that moving more reduces the size of fat cells, especially in the abdomen, which is, which is you know, fat in the abdomen is also a risk for um, heart disease and diabetes. But movement also helps us improve our ability to burn fat so we can use fat as fuel instead of just letting it sit there and, and not be fuel. In addition to that, at a physiological level, it, it lowers inflammation. You know, we've heard of this systemic inflammation, which is so troubling on every system in the body. It's bad. It's not great for our joints. It's not great for our brain. It's not great for our heart. It's not great for our cells. So systemic inflammation can be reduced with by movement. And so we really need to remember that we're doing this for today, but also for our future self as well to really um, hold this ecosystem in the most healthy, balanced way. We also know that physiologically, this stimulates the immune system. I talk about this a lot. We need to move to help our lymphatics move. Our lymphatics carry lymph fluid, and they take the byproducts and um, toxins in the body and, and take them to the lymph nodes to then be filtered out. 
movement is what really helps that efficiency for our immune system. So physiologically, let's do that. Okay, moving on to another reason. This is kind of in line with the heart, but it improves our lungs. Our lungs are bringing the oxygen into the body and they remove carbon dioxide and then the waste product created um, that the carbon dioxide is the waste product that's created when we produce energy. So when our heart is pumping oxygen to the muscles like it does when we're exercising, we're improving our lung capacity, our, our that turnover of oxygen to CO2, and we require less oxygen to move, and therefore we produce less CO2 when our muscles are stronger because we've been moving more. So we become um, more efficient breathers. And shortness of breath is less common when you are, you know, when you've improved your respiratory function. So we feel better when we move better, when we breathe better, and this is all this is like a loop. They're all connected. Another reason why we should be moving moving more, if you, if you need it anymore, is better sleep. And there's been a lot of research on this. So I'm just going to kind of, you know, give you some, um, a few points, but you could really dive deep into this. It's been really, really investigated um, over the last decade, especially. And that um, movement can absolutely help sleep-related problems and help us get the rest that we need. So decades of studies have shown that um, moderate aerobic exercise increases the amount of deep sleep we get, which is when we really heal, when our brain and body um, kind of reset. And it doesn't take long to reap this benefit. We, you know, in other words, if I move a lot today, and these are people like maybe weekend warriors who don't think they have a lot of time during the week and they go out and they do something and they have a really restful night because they got out and exercised. Well, it really shows you that movement during that day is going to help you sleep better that night. So if you just extract, extrapolate from there, moving well every day is going to help you sleep better most nights. And so it really is important to, to move for your sleep, especially if you're someone who has trouble sleeping. Um, Another way it helps sleep is it it really can help our overall nervous system. And I'm going to get a little bit into that in just a moment. But just know that if you spend more time moving during the day, your body will will go into sleep. It'll go into the different phases of sleep that we need for our mental and physical resetting. And so, and it also helps you become sleepier. You know, if you are just sitting most of the day, even though you might feel fatigued, you might not go, you might not fall asleep as quickly because you haven't, um, ha haven't had those peaks and valleys of movement in your day that are really help to set up the biological clock to go to sleep. So I was mentioning um, another huge, huge benefit of moving is for your mental health. And there's a lot on this. And so as I mentioned, there was those two books and I'll reference one of them here, but regular movement is can help reduce your stress levels without a doubt. And and stress can contribute to the sleep problems. It can contribute to your mental well-being. It can contribute to you not feeling excited or even energized to move. But the that's the kind of kicker is that you need to move and that will actually allow you to manage your stress better. And then your brain 
not only is going to be clearer to focus, clearer to cope, but it will start to crave that physical activity. And so that is what we're going for is that kind of like tapping into this. When you move your body with physical activities, you're, there's a release of these wonderful hormones that make us feel better, make us feel calmer. So whether you have anxiety or depression or both, movement is medicine. It's medicine for all of us, but it's really, really, really um, extra important when you're um, feeling out of balance mentally. Because when we move, um, we're getting a distraction from those those thoughts that sometimes we can perseverate on. We're, we're bringing our brain into a space of novelty and, and getting into that switchboard of novelty in the brain that really is going to take us out of maybe that uh, you know, loop of thinking that we might be in that's not so helpful. Um, it really helps our brain chemistry, again, from re- decreasing cortisol, which is related to stress, and increasing um, dopamine and serotonin. These are the things that make us feel purposeful, make us feel more content. And it also helps control stress responses that um, are originated a lot in the amygdala of the brain. Um, that that has helped and improved dramatically when we are moving because we just have more clarity. We're basically we're moving and like in lit yoga, we move for all of these reasons. And in the movement, we might not feel um, like we'll feel the physical and we'll feel the heart and we'll feel the lungs and we feel the clarity in our mind. But then the aftermath is that we're quieting the parasympathetic nervous system. So the parasympathetic nervous system is that fight or flight response. And we want to, the parasympathetic is the rest and digest. The sympathetic is the fight or flight. So what we want is to get into the quieter place of that, where we feel more calm, more relaxed, and not in this heightened state of stress. And it really, um, so many studies... I can't even go through them all, really show how when we move in our body and feel good, our brains function better and we feel better. And it is, it is, it's dramatic. So it's hard. I acknowledge it. It's hard when you're not feeling motivated, when you're feeling depressed or lethargic or anxious to then think about like layering a task, quote unquote, like movement, but movement will help you tremendously. And I'll get into like, how you can stretch and infuse that movement. If it feels like too much just to you know go out for a 40-minute walk, there's many other ways you can kind of start to infuse um, movement in your life. But um, we also are better, not only for ourselves, but for others. Our relationships are going to have more uh, positivity when we feel better inside. And it just, um, studies agree, uh, uh, Studies again suggest that really exercise is increasing um, our testosterone, which is our kind of confidence hormone, and we are feeling more confident and about ourselves, and, and therefore can really feel more connected to others because we have space for it. We have space for it when we feel more kind of at home with ourselves. So finally, let's talk about the why with the brain stuff. All this mental and brain function, it is. This, this alone could be a podcast and a reason why, but movement is uh, so important for the brain. Movement 
will help stimulate these new connections between neurons. There's been so many studies that have shown this. But Caroline Williams has a whole book on this. So if you want to go dive deeper, go go check out her book. Um, I have no relationship to her. I've never met her. But that, that was a book that was um, kind of spoke to me when I was looking at all this research. And it's called Move the New Science of Body, Body Over Mind. And so she really just deep dives into the science of, you know, how movement is impacting our brain. And that, that um, you know, she, she referenced this neuroscientist, um, Antonio Damasio, and says that, you know, our bodies are constantly processing signals from the world around us and making adjustments to keep us healthy. At the same time, they're sending signals to the brain about the state of our bodies. So she writes this, the unconscious messages coming from the body provide not only the basis for the self, but also a kind of undercurrent to our consciousness that sets the mood for everything else that happens. These background feelings, as Damasio calls them, act like a bit like a soundtrack of a film. They have the power to make us feel happy, sad, hopeful, or on edge for reasons that we can't quite put a finger on. In other words, while we might not recognize it, our moods and feelings have a lot to do with how our bodies are functioning, and that's where movement comes in. So she mentions like if our body is communicating to our brain that we're sedentary or weak, that might create underlying feelings of depression or anxiety, insecurity or uncertainty. On the flip side, moving and building strength could create positive changes in our bodily systems that when passed along to the brain, give us a subtle sense of happiness, confidence, and positivity. So isn't that reason enough that, you know, that our brain has such an impact on everything? It impacts the way we move, but in turn, it is taking in information from our body about how we should feel in that moment. And, you know, she says when our brain has no movement to oversee, because our brain evolved because it helped us move. Like, let's be clear. That's why when I say movement is life, it really is. We are where we are today because our brains evolved in part to help us move. And so the theory is that, you know, if we... um if our brain has no movement to oversee, we will suffer from that. Our brains actually reduce capacity when we're most inactive, removing brain cells from areas like the hippocampus. What does that mean? Well, the hippocampus is memory, um, has other functions as well, cognitive functions. But we are, what William Williams writes is moving at the heart of the way we think and feel. If we stay still, our cognitive and emotional abilities become seriously compromised. So this is, you know, this is so important. Our brain wants us to move. It feels stimulated with movement. It also feels stimulated with novel movement. So if we if if it was growing as we were growing and everything was kind of novel in that way, Novel movement, to some degree, it doesn't mean every day has to be something different, but we do need to incorporate variety. We do this a ton in lit yoga. If you, it's fine to have the things that you're doing that you've done and you are familiar with, because that also feels that is a different feeling that feels good 
you can then focus on how you're doing it. You can focus on alignment. You can focus a bit more on the breathing than the actual kind of mechanics of what's happening. But as important to that is the novelty of movement. We need movement first and foremost, but we then also need to think about how we're moving and, and that we need to move in a variety of ways. Because that, um, from a physiological, neuroscience, biological standpoint, is what helps us create not only a better functioning brain, but that will then help us create a better functioning body. It's like a beautiful feedback loop. Because again, if you remember, we, or if you didn't remember because you weren't alive, but we evolved in a world that required that we move and explore, that required that we um, adapt to different um, challenges in front of us. And that stimulation is still pretty wired in the brain's kind of desire. It really functions at a bigger and higher potential when we um, give challenge to it, when we move in a variety of ways, when we um, try out new things. So that isn't to say, you know, just step, you know, avoid stepping on a treadmill. There's, there's, there's room for it all. So I want you, I want to just give you all the reasons why it's important to move from the cellular to the body, you know, the, the macro, the joints and muscles to the heart, to the brain, and then how we can stay mentally and physically happy for years to come because movement is that essential. Okay, so how do we start if you are not yet in that place where you think you're moving well? Like I went and polled a bunch of people um, and I said, how many of you feel like you're moving enough in your daily life? By the way, this was not my lit teachers or lit community. This was outside at a corporate event. And two out of 40 people raised their hand. Two out of 40 people, and they were younger, most were younger than me, felt like they were moving enough in their daily life. So everyone needs to be moving more and experiencing different movements. Um, and it doesn't, again, have to be in like one fell swoop. So how, how do we do this? How do we do this? Well, one thing I would always say is if you can combine movement of some kind with um, getting out in nature, that's going to be great for your mental well-being and your physical well-being. So taking little pockets of breaks, going outside, moving around. There are various um, people that would say exercising at least 150 minutes a week, which is 30, about 30 minutes a day, is what we want to aim for. And then there's other neuroscientists who are saying that is not enough. What I want you to take away is where are you now and how can you start adding movement breaks, snacks, um, enjoyment in your daily life so that you're ultimately moving more than 30 minutes a day, but maybe not all in one sitting. You know, ultimately, we should all be challenging ourselves to do more than that. And that includes me. Like I move a lot, but I am always thinking I need to add more challenge. I need to add more weightlifting and things like that. So we're all struggling with this to a degree because we have a habit of whatever we're doing. So my habit is I move a lot in my yoga practice and in my life, but I there's certain aspects of movement I need to bring in. So I'm 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 with you on all of this. So where you want to start is if you're really sedentary, start small for sure. Because those, you know, if you start too big, that's usually um 
going to lead to not, you know, maybe giving up. And we want to, we don't want to do that. We want this to be a lifestyle because movement, the science is showing it. If I, I hope I conveyed it here, how important it is. It is life. It is life. So how do you do? You take, you start small, take little walks during the day. Again, if you can get outside, that's great because then you're getting fresh air. If you can get with nature, you're adding that benefit to it and all of those things. If you can move, if you're in an office job, if you can get up every 10 minutes of, of an hour and move, whether it's up and down some stairs, doing some squats, doing some rotation, um, walking down to get lunch, whatever it is, incorporating purposeful movement um, for those 10 minutes, very, very important. When you're in a meeting or when there's nobody around, like you're on you know, a, a phone call or Zoom, can you stand up? Can you do some squats? Can you do some can you walk? You know, my husband is a pacer and it's amazing. I think if he clocked his number of steps and he doesn't even leave the house, which he does every day, but but if he were just it, taking calls, he is walking a lot. And so there's something to that. Can you walk when you're doing something that you already have to be doing? Um, planning out, planning out your movement, your workout, your fitness. There are lots of things you can do. Can you make a calendar? Can you grab a buddy? Can you um, join something with some kind of accountability, whether it's an online platform and you want, you know, you mark it on your calendar and you put a calendar on your refrigerator and you tell your friend, your partner, your roommate, your family, this is what I want to do. And you have some kind of check-in. You, of course, can do things like uh, things that have their own fitness trackers in there. But what you really want is some kind of accountability that's very positive, And that can be in the form of a friend, or it can be in the form of you having something written like, do this for you. After listening to this podcast, write down five reasons you want to move more. And look at those reasons, because those are going to remind you, I need to do this for my heart health, because I want to lower my cholesterol. I want to you know, I want to walk up and down stairs without heavy breathing so that I can enjoy my life, so that I can participate things in my family. I can, you know, play with my grandkids, whatever, but really personalize it and make that because all of those reasons might not resonate, but I'm sure some of them do. Like, I want my brain to be healthy. I want to feel like I can um, retain information, gain new information, have like, those that wiring up there crisp and clear that's really important to me as well as for my body because i want to you know be alive and and functioning well and running a company and, and you know um having fun with my family and traveling those are all really important reasons it needs to become encoded so that eventually you don't even have to think about it it's automatic um Things like, yes, if you don't feel like you want to join um, a gym or join an online platform like Lit, then you're going to need something to help guide you. So I would say, look, you know, for some free stuff. But here's my big plug. Whether it's Lit or something else, you get what you pay for. So pay for something where you're going to get education, how to do it. I'm not even going to get into the importance of how you move because, uh, you know, why proper movement matters. There's uh, that's a whole other topic. 
But proper movement does matter because that's going to keep you moving more and it's going to keep you moving longer. It's going to keep you moving without getting injured, which could lead to like you not moving and then also not feeling great, et cetera, et cetera. So you need good body mechanics and you need someone who will educate you on that if you're not familiar. So whether it's hiring a trainer and thinking of this as investing in yourself and you deserve it, you deserve it. Your movement is your life. Your movement is your life. It will give you more life and it will give you more life in the form of hopefully more years, but in those years, more joy. So do not, do not scrimp on this. Um, Do not. Get somebody to help you if you're not sure about like your form and all that. And in that vein, again, start to do small amounts, but do a variety of different movements. That's again, in lit, we do a ton of different movements for that purpose. It's helping our brain. It's rewiring some of our movement patterns, but also some of our thought patterns like, oh, I could never do that. But well, if you're trained how to do it and you move in a variety of ways to prepare your joints and your muscles, you can do it. And the satisfaction, that feeling is such a positive feedback loop for your brain, for your messaging, for your confidence, et cetera. So um, whatever you do, do try to do something that you like to a degree. Like I said, at the very beginning, what are the reasons you don't like exercise? So maybe it's like you love gardening, but you don't like exercise. Well, gardening could be your form of exercise. You just got to implement some other things in there. Implement some squat, some maybe, you know, skipping, some sidewalking. You've Whatever it is, try and layer it into something that you do enjoy to a degree. Get somebody else helping you and don't, don't scrimp on yourself, right? You don't have, you don't have to join a program. You don't have to join a gym. But if you need that help, this should be the thing that you spend money on. I hope this helped you in any way you might have needed to um really put yourself first, to put your health first, and to put movement at the very top of your list, not at the bottom. Because when you add more movement into your day, these little changes will impact every system in your body. And I'm going to make the big claim, I think you're going to not only feel better because you're generating energy and you have more energy to give and to give to yourself and to others, but I think that you're going to just um, be a happier and more content person because I think when you, I when we peel everything away and we really get to what matters, which is our health, some of the other things that might distract us or bother us in life or you know in social media, they're not going to do that because you have your priorities set and your priority is you, and you, you, you need to move. So move, my friends. I'd love your feedback if this helped you at all. Um, There's so much science behind it. I don't think we need the science behind it. We know, we know it feels good to move, but sometimes we don't know how to move well to feel good. And that's where, you know, reach out to me, reach out to some professional to help you. Do not um, delay on that because, again, we want our life to be long, but life is short if we just keep putting those things off and it will pass us by. And and if we aren't moving well, we're not going to move on in the future. So let's move for today, for ourselves, for those around us, and for our future self. And as always, I'm pulling for you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.